Previously on the cast files. Look, we are in a sketchy time in history right now. We need to be even-handed. Treat everyone equally. No, we need to treat equal rights. Me better. <laughs> Nobody kisses and there's no justice. Now, I, in a couple weeks, I get to try to figure out WhatsApp, so... I'll be like, it's copy protected. <laughs> and then he holds a door and he kind of opens it to let the person on the other side of the door know that he's there and he's ready. And he holds <laughs> his hand above his face. And then the guy on the other side of the door is like, okay, that's my cue. And then he shoves the door open and then Skinner's like, ah! <laughs> The agents question Sharon at the hospital where her husband has been taken now. Uh, and she claims that Oswald told her about his powers. And they're like, what? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> Are you silent? Or are you silenced? <laughs> Tell her, Blink, if you need help. It's the Charno chicken. The ch huh? And that's when I was just like, I'm gonna have David explain this to me on the podcast. <laughs> it's like the guillotine back in the day when they wouldn't sharpen it. Yeah. Ooh, that got real. Also funny. <laughs> Mulder's really been thinking about it. It's good. That's what he's here for. But he wants you to know. Praise him. Communic what? <laughs> the props department was too busy making everything so goofy and wet. Yeah, on Let's... our first date, I only said one thing about my car. <laughs> what, that you weren't going to throw me in the trunk? Exactly. <laughs> I promised not to throw you in the trunk. It's true, and you did not. Yeah, I keep my promises. And to this day, you have not thrown me in the <laughs> trunk. Men even get pockets in their goddamn hospital <laughs> Joke's on them. I had no idea who he was. Anyway, I didn't need a misdirect. <laughs> and the fact that her nosebleed contained not only her blood type, but Amy's as well. <laughs> and I just wrote, what? <laughs> I'm glad it's being acknowledged. And it's not me 20 years later screaming at a wall. 20? Yes. <laughs> I was trying to think of some sort of comic book creature who did that. I guess Hulk. Or um, Danny Gonzalez in that Troom Troom escapes <laughs> <laughs> <Tapes> video. <laughs> Save some angels for the rest of us, kid. <laughs> the most kidnapped boy on the planet. That's why Scully identifies with him so much. This episode could go literally nowhere and I would still have a great time. I got good news for you. He's not putting down anything. He's too busy knocking his boner into things. <laughs> Actually, I made that up. He oh. didn't say that. Maybe that's what's in his car sex kit. It definitely is what's in his car sex kit. He's got a way better one than I do. <laughs> wow. The glass of Chardonnay. Wow. Well, if she has to sit at home bitching and listening and to... <laughs> Not enough, apparently. Also, Patterson has some weird anti-library opinions. <laughs> one of you has to remember the dankness. All right. Thank you very much. <laughs> you're, you're very delcom. <laughs> and finally, we have Michael Buble as... Motherfucker. <laughs> Yep. Mulder just goes up and starts raw dogging the goo. <laughs> the Navy. <coughs> wanted to stop. I'm doing the guy. I know. <laughs> it took me a second to figure that out, though. I can do less grooming. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm excited. How do you feel about your hair? You have to look around to make sure all the government spooks aren't paying attention to you. Nobody's paying attention to me. I am. <laughs> but then the next thing is they're looking in a filing cabinet. <laughs> Which actually leads me to believe that nobody could find it on the computer. It's just, I have a different read on it. Doesn't mean I'm right. But I am. <laughs> Rats, all caps, and then just a shrug emoji. <laughs> what is this episode? <laughs> I, for one, am looking forward to his death here in the open. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do it. <laughs> no, it isn't. Yeah, it is. Why wouldn't you just cut it just open? Squeeze one in and go... <laughs> no. Including... 
us with Santa Claus and milk and cookies. <laughs> yeah. If you don't set him out, then his little goblin guy comes over and kills all your children. What? <laughs> My bad. I lost the through line. This <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> but apparently those alien suits, unlike women's dresses, have pockets. Fucking hell. You're right. <laughs> good. Good. Uh, good luck. I hope you do it. Yes. I hope you bite a bunch of people. <laughs> so now we know that he didn't sign the divorce papers because he wanted to cheat on his wife one <laughs> last time. If he's capable of getting an escort, what else could he be capable of? <laughs> Finding out that your soon-to-be ex-husband not only failed to sign the goddamn paperwork, but then decided that it was the right time to become a murderer so that it's also your problem is pretty rich. <laughs> I don't even know if you can hear me. But bitch, you better because I'm never saying this again. And she tries to hold on to the leash, but she can't because now her hand doesn't have any blood in it. <laughs> Sorry, whatever you've got going on. <laughs> and then Scully finally relinquishes and breaks down crying with her fingers still on the trigger. Yeah, never puts down the gun. <laughs> I think I heard it multiple times or I thought about it a lot. <laughs> Who knows? Is it like, fuck you, Dwayne Barry? Basically. You ain't gonna kill nobody. <laughs> Greetings, listeners, domestic, international, and extraterrestrial. I'm Dave Reed. And I'm Kristen Riley, and this is The Cast Files. I am a nerd who somehow never saw The X-Files. And I watched it when it originally aired. The Cast Files is a podcast where we watch and discuss every episode of The X-Files spoiler-free. Today, we're talking about season three. The whole thing. <laughs> Just all of it. Wrapping it all up like a big old Christmas present. I guess so. Because everybody's getting Christmas presents. Just a few days from now. Not everybody. Everybody that wants Christmas presents. <laughs> Some people are getting Hanukkah presents right now. Is Hanukkah right now? Yeah, sure it is. It might be by the time this comes out. Yeah, I'm speaking to the future from the past. I believe Hanukkah is this overlapping Christmas. And a couple of years ago, it was overlapping Thanksgiving. Which was the first time in like 1,200 years. It was some wild coincidence of that. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. It is amazing. It is. Okay, so Hanukkah is December 18th to December 26th this year. So, yeah. And now you know. Happy Hanukkah. Lights. Go see some lights. It is the festival of lights. Yes. And that's my favorite part of Christmas, so ma mainly Hanukkah is my favorite part <laughs> of Christmas. <laughs> All right. Which episode do you want to dive into first? All right. So, we'll each do our top threes, or just <sighs> you just want to shotgun them all out there? Give sure, let's see which ones we overlap. I have five. <laughs> in five or five episodes in your top three? I have five or seven in my top three. <laughs> All right, so I have Jose Chung, obviously. Definitely an overlap. Obviously, because I did that, I read all of those books based on the Betty and Barney Hill situation. And still, I keep going back to stories, and no one is talking about what happened to them on the road. Everybody is only talking about UFOs. No one's talking about what actually happened to them. Well, why would they? Because that's the, that's the interesting part, not the made-up part. Man, drives me nuts. Okay, Clyde Bruckman's Final Repose, which you still bring up regularly. Right. Favorite episode of the series. Um, I also have Grotesque because I did like watching Mulder lose it. Really? Yeah. Lose lose his base with reality a wow. little bit. Wow. Um, War of the Cobra Phages. Uh, that made my top three. Which was just super fun. 
I love the idea that there are aliens stopping over to refuel while a town is just going berserk. Freaking out. <laughs> but it, it's not connected. I love that it's not connected. It's amazing. It's a great premise for an episode. Darren Morgan. Good job. Is the best. Yes. So Ziggy, you reminded me of recently when we were recapping our favorites because that was super fun. That was super fun. That was also my top three. Or the Copperfaders, Suzuki, and Clyde, Clyde Bruckman's. Bruckman's. That was my three. Yep, those all make a lot of sense. And then you reminded me that, uh, or you asked me just now before we started recording if Piper Maru and Apocrypha were on my top three to seven. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I got to seven. Because I really, really enjoyed the black oil, which is the thing that I keep bringing up, mm-hmm. and Crycheck. <laughs> Did I say it on the last episode or just after Crycheck Jerky? You mentioned. You definitely okay. mentioned. I couldn't remember if it was during recording or after recording. It was both. And so now I'm still thinking about Crycheck Jerky. Hopefully he's not jerky. Right? Hopefully he escaped when the spaceship did. Even if he doesn't come back to the X-Files, he will still live on on my Instagram feed. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so <laughs> either way. All right. Where do you want to start? I have War of the Copperfages open right now. Okay. On mine. So I guess we just... Dive in. Talk about it. What do you want to talk about? So we mentioned how just great the premise is. Mm -hmm. There just happens to be aliens in town when the town's going crazy. Tyler Labine's in it. Huffing manure when we first meet him. Right. Which is just... ah. Incredible. I loved the fact that Scully's just not... No, Scully is interested, actually. Yes. But Mulder keeps telling her not to come. (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I loved the shots of Scully back at her place when the power goes out. And so she's... I remember making a comment about how nice her original dinner looked because she had, like, even a slice of lime. She had a lime wedge on her plate. And I was like, awesome. Cooking for one is always one of those things where you're like, do I do it or do I just eat popcorn? And she had made something that looked really good. And then throughout the night, (laughs) she's like just eating whatever's in her freezer (laughs) because the power's gone out. And she's researching cockroaches, trying to get information from Mulder, who's not there, and also who who keeps hanging up on her and eating an entire out of an entire gallon of ice cream. Just was was her power actually out or was that a joke we made? And then to explain why she's doing that. Don't know. That's how it's... she can't re- research anything on her computer. That's true. Must have been a joke we made. Must have been. No idea. It's the memory that I have of the episode is yeah. that the power was out, but also in my memory, I can see the computer on. Mm-hmm. So... I remember her washing her dog, and apparently that was a terrible thing. <laughs> yes. I love, I love the fallacy of memory. It's great. I love... Dr. Bambi Barenbaum. Oh my gosh. Yes, you do. Just fantastic. <laughs> Everybody keeps uh, underestimating her. It's true. But she's brilliant. She is. She's brilliant. And Mulder's just like peeing on everything around her to be like, notice me. <laughs> <laughs> nope. She's into the Stephen Hawking guy. That's right. They're going to have the smartest babies. Oh, what if two brilliant people just had the dumbest babies? <laughs> it could happen. That's how genetics works. I know. It really is. Oh, fun. Um, I like that we got behind the scenes information that um, Kim Manners really was very pleased with the cockroaches on set saying that every shot I wanted to get, they got. Yeah. And I also love knowing that 
the only cockroach that died on the set during this whole production was one that died of quote unquote old, old age. age. <laughs> Great animal. Just amazing. Uh, what else about this episode? Um, when Mulder goes into the house before he meets Bambi, yeah. that whole... The scene with all the cockroaches y- coming out? Yeah, super creepy. Really liked it. And when Scully comes to town and realizes the entire town has just lost it, and then she basically tells everybody to get the fuck out of that convenience store. So she can eat her choco droppings <laughs> in peace. Yes. Scully was eating through this whole whole episode it was phenomenal it was really fun well we both had Suzuki. yes well we had a, an adorable chubby cheeked ryan reynolds oh my gosh yes poor little boom to boom <laughs> boom to boom <laughs> boom to boom r.i.p boom what an amazing thing i loved the play on how i in middle school thought my high school was going to be with all of the pretending that we were witches and stuff. <laughs> like my best friend and I were actually going to have some sort of witch powers and then we would use it for good and evil, Ooh. just depending on how we were feeling. Interesting. Hate him. Wouldn't want to date <laughs> <Yeah>. him. <laughs> Probably not murdering, but you know, if they weren't murdering people, then what kind of episode would this be? Just a high school episode? It'd just be 90210. Yes. So fun. Oh, in my notes, I wrote, nothing scarier to the general public than angsty teen girls. Hard agree. <laughs> yep. I love that they used this episode to like air the grievances of the fans. Yes. Oh, yes. Because this is when Mulder and Scully are snipping, snipping at each at other. Because the bad guy is planets. <laughs> oh my God. I forgot the bad guy was planets. Yes, because I was thinking the girls had magic powers because they were born on the same day. But you're right, because the stars aligned or the planets aligned. Because the planets were in a bad spot. Oh, man. And at midnight Eastern time. No. Where are they supposed to be? I forget. Ah, yeah. Actually, I forget too. I was going to say Hollywood, but I don't know where they actually are. Oh, they're... Oh, Eastern time. New Hampshire. So midnight Eastern time, the planets unalign? Yeah. It's quite a coincidence. It's very specific, and I don't think that's how time works, but okay. Definitely cool. Really a fun take on making fun of Satanic Panic also, because these girls were not Satanists. True, yeah. There was Satanic imagery at the beginning, though. True. Like Boom to Boom had a goat head scar (laughs) burned on him that Scully decided she couldn't see. (laughs) I don't see anything. What are you talking about? I don't see it. (laughs) Maybe it's because you're so short, Scully. (laughs) (laughs) Your tiny feet. Oh, so amazing. So fun. They were using a local satanic cult or the threat of a local satanic cult to lure in boom to boom. And I guess other boys. And... Just so much fun. The the general best friends, greatest enemies dynamic, which can be done great and it can be done poorly. And this was really fun. Yeah. So really enjoyed it. Ended with a psychic fight. <laughs> right. Psychic fights are always awesome. Psychic fights are great. And could you imagine having to shoot a psychic fight as the actor? You're like, do I just like stare? Squint. Do I, do, do I 
tense up all of my muscles and kind of scrunch my eyes. You could put two fingers up to your temple. That's true. Like your Charles Xavier. Oh, you're doing it. Are you having a psychic fight with me and I don't know? That's how good I am. Wow. Or how bad you are. Because what if it's so weak I can't feel it in my brain? That's the thing. We're not even in this room right now. (laughs) Oh, good. Good. You just think that you are because of my psychic abilities. Mm, Where are we then? I don't know. I'm also being psychically fought. Wow. (laughs) By someone even stronger than me. Is it the neighbors? Could be. But are they really our neighbors? (laughs) I don't know. Me neither, because I don't know where we are. That's true. It's very true. All of this is so true. (laughs) So true. (laughs) Yeah, this one was a lot of fun for a lot of reasons. And we got to talk about Satanic Panic. We got to talk about it being the planets. We got to watch some girls fight and trick boys. Pretty great. What else? Oh, we evoked Bloody Mary. Shattered the glass at the girl. And this is, oh, this is the one where David Duchovny took co-star Dana Wheeler Nicholson to the Golden (laughs) Globes that year as his date. That's right. All right. What next? Well, what do you got? All right. So next we'll talk about Grotesque. This one wasn't one of my top overall favorites as far as the entire episode goes, but I did like playing around with Mulder and his dark side. He was squishing a lot of clay in this episode. He did. That was fun. This is the one where uh, Emily Vanderwarf really put it very well in Monsters of the Week when she said, Grotesque is, in many ways, pretentious and self-serious. Absolutely. It feels like a dry run for Millennium, the Chris Carter-created series that would debut in the fall of 1996 alongside the X-Files' fourth season. She continues... It's disturbing in a superbly scary way. And so the reason that this made my list is simply because of how Mulder got interesting. I feel like this is one where he's pretty interesting. Plus, I love the idea of the squishing the clay. I love the idea that his whole apartment is plastered with these gargoyle pictures. Have we been to his apartment since this episode? Mulder's? Yeah. I don't remember. I feel like we must have. But I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I don't I don't know that we have. So, okay, so in my head canon, he still has <laughs> all the pictures all up. of the pictures wallpapering his apartment. So, basically, I like the play or the dabbling in the horror story elements. This is one where Gordon credits work of writers like Edgar Allan Poe and Dostoevsky more than oh, he actually credits them more than horror films, but I do like how this is shot. There's some there's some good imagery in here. I think those were my my favorite pieces of it. Oh, I also love that Kim Manners' wife, because he kept listening to the f- soundtrack of the film Jacob's Ladder, yeah. <laughs> said, do we have to listen to that fucking CD again? <laughs> Which is pretty great. So in short, I liked this one because we got to see dark elements. I liked how some of the scenes, some of the darker scenes were shot. I like adding the headcanon that Mulder's apartment is still plastered with all of these gargoyle pictures. And I love that Kim Manor's wife is tired of his shit when he has when he gets in one of these cycles. <laughs> she does not support his craft. <laughs> oh yes. I didn't support your dream this morning. Would you like to tell everybody what your dream was? I would love to. Go ahead. If I could remember what it was. It was the drink you made this morning? Oh, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I've mixed a little coffee and eggnog. Gross. It's Christmas time. Gross. Ho ho ho. Gross. Eggnog is good. Eggnog is... Coffee is good. Disgusting. Coffee's great. (laughs) 
Well, I wanted to give you the option of sharing with the world because I was not adequately impressed with your <laughs> dream. You weren't. <laughs> and you got you tried to make me drink it, which was real <laughs> gross. I asked you politely if you would like a drink. You said I'm hypnotizing yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> Look at this golden watch. Tick tock, tick tock. And you're doing the two psychic, fingers of the temple. Yeah, the psychic war. And it took not a whole lot of effort to say, no, thank you. I don't know what you've done, but I don't want any part of it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is what I have to live with. Everybody feel bad for me. <laughs> this and Moses jumping off of the balcony. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> He's okay, but he did it on purpose. So now he can never go outside again. Yeah. <sighs> this one, I, I'm just never a fan of the ones that don't have anything actually supernatural in them. They always kind of bum me out, let me down. Oh, all right. But before we leave this episode, I would like to read you my final note. Okay. And then maybe you can help me figure out what it means. Okay. Talk to you about a puppy. I have no idea. <laughs> there are no dogs in this episode. No. I don't even think Scully's dog's in it. I don't think so either. Scully's dog's in, what, two or three episodes? I think they're just the Darren Morgan ones. Yeah. And then... The Loch Ness Monster one. Yeah, I don't I don't know what your note means. Well, damn. Signs of a great note taker. Yeah. <laughs> I bet I knew what it meant when we recorded. I'm not sure. Neither am I. <laughs> I made that statement. I didn't even believe it. All right, let's see. Do you want to do Apocrypha and Piper Maru real quick? Sure. I like these because they have the black oil, which I found to be a fascinating alien creature substance fun super fun i feel like they should use it a lot more not every episode that would be overkill but i feel like it should if not be the focal point of more of the episodes be out there as a threat that's one of the problems with the alien arc in in the, the whole myth arc of this whole series so far when we're not specifically discussing what the government is doing or aliens or anything, we're not mentioning them at all. It's only a problem in those individual episodes. Mm. So how is this a serial and not an anthology? Can't tell you. <laughs> Their serialized stuff doesn't really stay... Uh, True. Consistent. No, it doesn't. Okay, so I was thinking about this on my run today, and I have absolutely watched serialized dramas. But it, it's not, I don't watch them all the time. I'll usually get into a mode and then binge something and then not watch anything like that for six to nine months and then do it all over again. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to think, okay, is this an X-Files problem with the serialization? Is this a 90s drama problem with the serialization? Or is it in every kind of drama serialization problem. I'm sure like CSI doesn't have any sort of, I don't think that's a serial though. I, I think that's think so. just I think an anthology. A, um, well, I don't an know. an anthology because it's the same characters. It is, but it's different stories and you don't have to watch the previous one to understand the next one. No, it's like week to week. I don't think that's called an anthology though. No, it isn't, but maybe it should be. It's closer to an anthology than it is to. Well, I don't think they're calling themselves serialized either. Well, I'm not trying to have an argument about what CSI is doing. I'm trying to talk about the difference between when they pretend that it's a serial and what a, I'm expecting a serial to be versus what this is 
versus what an anthology is. They're all standalone. And I feel like as far as tying in the myth arc for the X-Files, you could just come and pick up an episode anywhere and it wouldn't make that big of a difference. No, not at all. And I don't know why it's called the myth arc. I know that we didn't call it that. It just doesn't make much sense to me to call it a myth arc when it's an alien arc. Yeah, I don't know. That's why I think I stumbled on alien arc first because... Yeah, that makes way more sense. Yeah, Or cigarette smoking organization arc. Yes. Because I guess they do a lot of things. They're very involved. They are. I didn't have a real problem with this episode or anything, uh, but... I did get stumbled up in Apocrypha when Mulder called the regular ass diesel oil a medium through which it travels. Yeah. Don't do science, guys. You're not good at it. Yeah, that's still a stumbling block for me because does that mean that that black oil is not the actual alien? Which doesn't make sense because we see the black oil inside people. And we see it exiting Crycheck. Yeah. And the guy in the submarine, the first guy. Yeah. And Michael Buble. Yeah. Didn't have the black hole, but Michael we did see Michael Bublé. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I do like the black oil as an object I or as an, not an object, as an entity and a threat. And I wish that it was in the shadows still a problem. I think it's too powerful to be left going because there's just literally no way to stop it. Right. If you kill who it's in, it just goes in somebody else. Right. Probably you. Not me. Probably you, just you. Oh. Not the person who kills the other person. I did, you did have want that it. for my survive. Yeah. So, well, maybe. Maybe it'll happen. <laughs> Fingers crossed. So with that statement, do you think that the black oil is just not going to come back because it's too powerful? Or do you think they're going to somehow neuter it later? I think it's gone. I think it has exited. The building. The building. Mm-hmm. And that's how Crycheck got up. Climbed up after it. I hope so. Yeah, otherwise, RIP that guy. <laughs> otherwise, he's going to just be a dehydrated crackjack. All right, so finally, we'll talk about Peter Boyle's final repose. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one that you really enjoyed. I did. It's such a good episode. It has the best joke ever told on TV. What was that? Oh, it's you. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> and the second best joke ever told on TV. Some people die of autoerotic asphyxiation. Why are you telling me? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. No reason. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So good. We have Madame Zelma, who basically is like, oh, no, this, she's not this. There's so many psychics in this. I was getting her mixed up with the Suziggy psychic. The Suziggy psychic, we didn't mention, was pretty rad. She was just an astrologist. Okay. I loved how she was like, well, I know that the The government has been having trouble paying its bills, so she made him pay up front. So good. Madame Zelma in Clyde Brookman's doesn't make it very far, so I got those two mixed up when I saw her name for a moment. Really good cadence and tone, and I think the pacing of this one was really good. Honestly, I have trouble with the pacing of a lot of the episodes, because I have said this before, they need to be 15 to 20 minutes shorter, based on how much content is actually written the rest of it feels like filler this doesn't feel like it has filler in it right or if it does it's like it's brief as opposed to padding most of the runtime there might be elements that i don't remember but really fun oh and this is also (laughs) this is also the one where um scully gets gets queequeg yes after queequeg 
eats a bit of the lady. Yes. Oh. Don't blame the dog. <laughs> it was just hungry. <laughs> Which is true. Don't blame the dog. It was just hungry. Oh, man. What are some of your favorite bits of this beyond the, the two the best jokes in the whole series? The stupendous yappy. I hate the stupendous yappy. Go for it. Talk about stupendous yappy. I, I, I don't think I need to. I think you just mentioned his name and everybody knows how great he is. Mm-mm. Do you want to know the future? Do you want to know what lies ahead? Then call me. The stupendous yappy. I really enjoyed the stupendous yappy. All right. Well, do you remember how you survived this one? I do not have mine written. I find out how I'm going to die and then I stop it. Mm. I'm gonna get old Clyde to give me the info. Let me see. You can't now. And then stop doing autoerotic asphyxiation. God. Um, This one, I'll end this on the little bit of trivia that I ended the episode on in 1997. The TV Guide, y'all remember TV Guide, uh, ranked this episode number ten of its 100 greatest episodes of all time. It belongs. Pretty great, and I believe Peter Boyle won an award. He yes, won an Emmy. He won two Emmys. Two. The episode, oh, the episode won two Emmys. Oh. Outstanding guest actor in a drama series, Peter Boyle, and outstanding writing for a drama series. So Darren yes. Darren Morgan. Yep. He won, and they, he, fill in whichever name you want, he won an <laughs> Emmy. Yeah. Both of them. Yep. <laughs> both of my guys. Very cool. All right. So I want to do something. Oh, before we go on to the next thing that I want to do, do you have anything else to say about season three? Season three. I didn't really care for the way it ended. <laughs> okay. They really, really messed up the uh, landing on this. Yeah. Screwed with the entire continuity of what the cigarette smoking organization does. Yeah. Do you want to explain that? I explained it in that episode. Okay. Well, to end this season three of the X-Files, I found an X-Files quiz that I want you to take. I have already taken it, and I don't know where my phone is, but I will tell you what my results are after you take it. So we are going to have you take it live now. Ready? All right. Since this is audio, I'm going to read it to you and then and your, an- your options, and then you tell me what your choice is. Okay. Okay? All right. So which X-Files monster are you? This is on a site called haywise.com, and we're just going to find out which X-Files monster you are. Which X-Files monster Am I? Yep. Knowing this is the realm we're going in, do you have any... I'm trying to think. Unfortunately, I keep coming back to Darren Peter Oswald. What was he? Giovanni Ribisi. <laughs> well, let's find out. Yeah. All right. The truth is out there and also in this quiz. So we're about to find out. If you do end up taking this quiz, there are 100,000 pop-ups. So just so you know. All right. First, we're going to pick a snack food. Popcorn. Fruit. Twinkies, crackers, pretzels, or candy? Oh, that's a lot. Um, I know. You can look at them, too. I guess popcorn. All right. Pick your favorite holiday. Halloween. It's all the regular holidays, guys. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't need anything listed. What are you most afraid of? My own nightmares, ghosts, the dark, clowns, bugs, or sickness? Do spiders count as bugs? They're going to in this list. It's not bugs it's just spiders you're gonna have to i guess i'll go bugs (laughs) you're just gonna have to clump it together we're not that nuanced on haywise who is your favorite disney villain jafar from aladdin cruella deville from 101 dalmatians maleficent from sleeping beauty ursula from the little mermaid 
Scar from The Lion King, or the Queen from Snow White. It's Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. What the hell? That would make sense. That is not an option. Who else are you going to choose? I guess Ursula. That's right. Because if you had chosen Cruella de Vil, the puppy murderer. <laughs> All right. Which of these places would you most like to explore if you had the chance? Titanic Rex site, Disney World, Area 51, Outer Space, the Paris Catacombs, or New York City? This is a wide variety yeah i've done two of these the titanic wreck and outer space <laughs> yes <laughs> uh outer space i suppose all right would have been the catacombs but i mean if i had the chance to go to outer space who or what could you not live without oxygen it's not an option <laughs> toothbrush my bed sex soap cell phone or coffee okay i guess my bed all right, so I haven't been telling you what my answers were. For this one, I had to think, and I was like, all right, is it soap? And then I remembered that going backpacking, you just don't bathe. Oh. <laughs> so it isn't soap. Yeah. <laughs> so I used that one. I had my toothbrush and I had coffee every day of that trip. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so I narrowed it down based on backpacking. Like I wouldn't want to go more than a day without my toothbrush, but I could go a day without my toothbrush. Yeah. What was the last thing that made you angry? Seeing your bank statement, stubbing your toe, having slow internet or phone connection, fighting with your family or friends, getting a Facebook request to do Candy Crush, or being stuck in traffic? I guess being stuck in traffic. <laughs> okay, I think we're getting there. Okay, I think there's one or two more questions. Which reality show would you go on? America's Next Top Model, Naked and Afraid, Fear Factor, Pawn Stars, Top Chef, or The Bachelor, or Bachelorette, depending on which side you wanted to be on. I guess Pawn Stars? I don't know anything about that show, but I guess I could sell something. <laughs> Make some money. <laughs> All right. If you had to show an alien around for the day, where would you take it? Oh, interesting. A museum, a baseball game, shopping, to the bar, to gamble in Vegas, or on a road trip? Oh, on a road trip, because you could do a bunch of those things on the road trip. Yeah, that's what I picked, too. I was like, this gives me a loophole to do a lot of things. <laughs> right. And which conspiracy theory do you believe? Ooh. Nicolas Cage is a vampire. <laughs> Not a conspiracy theory. Aliens crashed in Roswell, New Mexico. Avril Lavigne was replaced by a lookalike. Elvis is alive. The JFK assassination conspiracy. Or lizard people are running the world. None. None of these. Well, pick which one you like the best, because that's how I did it, because I don't believe any of these either. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll go JFK, because I do leave the possibility that I'm wrong about that one. <laughs> I'm not wrong about the possibility of lizard people running the world. I picked Nicolas Cage is a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. All right. You are Beggar Man. Oh, I don't think we've seen that one. Yet. I don't think so either. You may be small, but that doesn't make you and the squeaky wheels you creep around on any less of a nightmare. You have the disgusting and horrific ability to sneak into your victim and kill them from the inside out. Holy shit. Yikes. Well, you sound terrifying. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. And who did I get? Yes. Who did you get? I am Eugene Victor Tombs. 
did you, you manage that? Can you believe it? Wow. So you are truly the stuff nightmares are made of. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you are the notorious liver-eating, shape-shifting creep who could get in anywhere, making no one feel safe. Ever. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. I was pretty stoked. That's why we had to do <laughs> <Yep>. this one. <laughs> uh, makes sense now. Plus, the other ones I found were two leading. I was telling you about yeah. them. It's like, which X-Files character are you? And they would say things like, who is your best friend? Is it Mulder? Are you a girl? Mm. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, this, this makes it easy to, I, I don't know, cheat to get my answer as opposed to... right. How am I going to do that with a monster? I don't know. I don't know how you did this. I don't even know who all the monsters are. You are small and squeaky. That's what I'm told. <laughs> I make it. Un I make everyone feel unsafe no matter where they are. Yeah. I'm an awful person, man. <laughs> <laughs> At best, that's rude. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's season three of The X-Files. That is the third season. Shall we make an announcement? Let's do it. Well, cast heads, we are going to be taking a break from the X-Files starting next year. That's right. We're going to be changing our name to the Rotating Cast Files. We're going to start doing TV shows that were canceled too soon or just very short run. TV shows that aren't really long enough to have a podcast directly related to them. We're going to be doing those type of shows. We're staying in the sci-fi slash horror area. And we just want to branch out a little bit to give us a bit more variety to talk about. So the next season of the cast files, the rotating cast files. Yeah, you're going to see it. It's going to be in the same feed. Oh, yes. That's what I wanted gonna, to say. It's going to have an updated name, a new logo that yep. looks incredible. It really does. It really does. So you don't have to do anything. It will show up in your feed like it currently does. And um, we'll just you'll just notice at the beginning of 2023, an updated logo and the name will probably show up slightly differently in your whatever your podcatcher is. And do you want to tell them what the series is that we will be doing? We are going to be doing Netflix's Crazy Head. Yes, it is a television series that came out in um, it debuted October 19th, 2016. Nothing else happened in 2016, so very quiet year. <laughs> if you do not know, it is a comedy horror. It is six episodes. We think it'll be a lot of fun. Crazy Head is written by, written and created by BAFTA Award winner Howard Overman and stars Kara Theobald and Susan Wacoma in the lead roles. The story follows best friends Amy and Raquel who have bonded over their dealings with the supernatural. Amy's abilities allow her to see ghouls as they roam the earth looking to settle their unfinished business, which I think we can have some fun with. While Raquel is a self-made demon hunter armed with Wikipedia knowledge and eBay bot weapons. <laughs> How can you not have a great time with that? Uh, forming a dysfunctional friendship, the duo set about exercising demons as well as dealing with the normalcies of life in their early 20s. So I think it's going to be a good time. You can watch it on Netflix or E4. Uh, it is in English, and there's only one season. Six episodes. Yep. Should be a lot of fun. Um, we watched this a while back, and so now we're going to be revisiting. It should be really fun to watch some 20-somethings do just some... Just not know what they're doing or think they know what they're doing. And just, you know, the messiness of life. 
should be pretty fun. Yeah, I don't remember anything about it. I know we watched it. Mm -hmm. I don't remember it at all. I think it'll be good. So happy holidays. We will probably have one week between this episode and... Two weeks. Okay. Crazy Head is going to debut on January 8th. Editor's note, Crazy Head debuts January 11th. January 8th is my next D&D game. I got confused about which thing I'm excited for. Okay, great. Great. So we've got to get recording on that. And um, I think it debuts right before I go to the Grand Canyon. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to have to bulk record some episodes. That's right. So we're also planning on doing a little, uh, little bonus thing to go along with it. Oh my gosh, the little bonus thing falls right in line with uh, with how this whole thing reads, and it should be it should be fun. So we'll we'll add that and we'll announce what that is closer to the end of the the crazy head run. So let us know what you think. Let us know what your favorite episodes were of season three. We're on all of the platforms, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. The Cast Files is produced by Kristen Riley and Dave Reed. Edited by Dave Reed. You can find us on Twitter at Cast Files. You can find me on Twitter at Dave Reed. That's D-A-I-V-E-R-E-E-D. You can email us at thecastfiles. That's the with two E's at gmail.com. If you could please go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, give us five stars and tell us that we are doing phenomenal things. Artistic, wonderful things. We are raising the bar on podcasting. We would love you forever for that. We have a Tee Public store. You can go buy t-shirts and stuff there. Music by Hal Six. Logo by at Art. That's O-O-K-A-R-T. 